It's the end of fourth year of a five-year research integrated course for you. You are done with all your courses, but now the real challenge of writing your own thesis, conducting a research and presenting it in front of your peers all lies ahead of you. All this is happening after you survive through a deadly pandemic as well. And as you are juggling work and family responsibilities, while your brutal transition into adulthood is taking place, you soon realize how much you put into work and so very little into what you love. You become diagnosed with mental health issues, get stigmatized for it and move on like nothing had ever happened. You see this little picture I painted? I'm sure a lot of us in academia have it in common. This is the culture of academia. For those of you who are new here, hi, I'm Mahima, a master's student in biology with an enthusiasm for psychology and philosophy. And this is episode 1, season 3 of Breaking the Facts with me, where we'll be talking about the narrative of deteriorating mental health in academia. Exactly a year ago, my dear listeners, Nature published an article about how mental health of graduate students was solely overlooked in India as well as abroad. And I remember reading the article and thinking, hmm, it's all relevant. But when I read it a few days back, I could relate it to more than I did a year back. Why was that? I talked to my peers, I asked the internet, and formulated three major reasons why deterioration of mental health in academia is taking place at a faster rate. Number 1 is poor mentorship. You see in academia constant support of a PI or a mentor is required. If you have a good mentor with whom you can communicate how you feel, you can work in an environmental friendly manner. And same goes for a student who is doing their coursework, an instructor who understands that grades do not define how a person is, who reaches out and gives time to their students is considered ideal. And in the publish or perish culture of academia, having guides and mentors like these can truly be a blessing, but unfortunately, it's not the case for everyone. Here a student's worth is solely focused on how well he scores keeping aside on how well he actually is. For example, for me entering a reputed Indian institution made me believe in myself more than anything. But a semester later I was questioning my choices. Why did I choose to enter a place that fostered one of the worst cases of imposter syndrome I had seen in myself as well as my peers? It's the culture of academia where vouching about issues such as mental health is considered a waste of time and with instructors the very instructors who hold the highest degrees from one of the most reputed institutions throughout the globe they foster such mentality in students therefore it's high high time that we voice up against this number 2 is the inability to access counseling services You see the increase in discourse of mental health issues is mirrored by 94% of the higher institutions reporting an increase in demand for their counseling services. Now you may ask if so many institutions are seeking for a counselor why is there a lack of one? The reasons vary. Some say, you know, there are not enough professionals to tackle so many cases. And some institutions go even further claiming that professionals are available just that students don't take the initiative to get help. what goes wrong you may hear students throw around terms like burnout that either they finish the degree or the degree finishes them that failure is not only a setback for them but there is no way out if they do so 
the stress that students are subjected to when they enter a higher institution is marked by high expectations from both peers and parents. The coursework which is designed, it is solely focused on the academic aspect of evaluation, leaving a teeny tiny window frame where they don't even get the time to ask themselves, how am I doing mentally? And of course, with smartphones and laptops, they find a way out of this burnout, either scrolling through social media or staring blankly at their screen like that'll fix their life. The sheer stigma that surrounds mental health when for a student, performing well academically is the only thing that matters to an institution. Things can go from worse to worst. Number three, and the most important one, is the lack of non-academic training careers. For most of the academic students, you see, there is a linear pathway to success in academia. A BSc will lead you to MSc, and MSc will lead to your postdoc. A postdoc will lead to you your, to your dream job. But why not talk about other career opportunities? Almost one-third of PhDs in India and abroad suffer from depression. And the major factor that I can think of is the immense pressure to win a funding, to publish and to land a job finally. And imagine all of this happens when your peers are starting a family, they are getting promoted, and you are on a meager stipend with almost no foreseeable future for a really, really, really long time. The mindset in academia is very often the one in which failure is not an option. And non-academic jobs, you know what, they don't exist. Maybe that is why most of the students in academia submit themselves to do grant work, to do unpaid internship, to run behind letter of recommendations and to secure some temporary path till they can join this linear equation of an MSc, PhD and postdoc. The coursework limits one to only a few certain topics, leaving them unprepared for either competitive exams that drive us out of the field or for having the mindset to pursue pure academic research. But now, my dear listeners, now I believe is a time of change. Graduate students worldwide are starting to add their voices to discuss about mental health. They are speaking up about their personal challenges, saying that they cannot master this alone. There are social media campaigns running around over the past six years and many people are coming forward, including professors from reputed organizations. They are saying that their struggles in academia are bad and they are saying it out aloud. There are various protests that have led to better financial stability than the last 10 years for PhDs. And the government all around the globe is funding projects to help budding scientists across the world to grow. So there is a room for change. As awareness grows, so does the desire for a solid structural change. Thank you for my peers who helped me frame this narrative with their experiences. I am so, so glad I could be your voice out for the world. It's been two years and two months, my dear listeners, since I've been speaking from my bedroom in front of my mic to all of you. And it's only and only because of listeners like you, I get to create content that should be talked about more often. So thank you for making me believe in myself and your support throughout these years. I've created a website so you can go ahead, write your thoughts about my podcast. Links shall be in my description, along with the papers and resources that can help you understand mental health better. If you like this episode, Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and follow it on whatever platform you're listening it on. <laughs>
wherever you are whatever you are doing right now i just hope tomorrow brings a better day for you and i'll see you in the next episode till then stay warm stay safe and remember you're not 